0: to the first ever episode of Back to the Roots, our brand new podcast coming at you from the Root for Wisconsin Podcast Network. Yes, that's a thing now. The Root for Wisconsin Podcast Network. I'm Big E, host, producer, also joining me, I can say the creator of this show, Justin Dahl.
1: Justin, how you doing, buddy? Man, I am so excited, Big E. We have been talking about this for a long time our our uh, our venture into this started about two years ago as you noted last night on the uh roofer wisconsin podcast that uh it was about two years ago i sent a message to you about how, how what what would happen if we if we tried to start a podcast and then all of a sudden uh it goes good and then we're we're venturing in on a hundred episodes and and all of a sudden my family grows, my coaching, my coaching life grows. And and sometimes I'm not there, but our cast grows. uh, And and Sean has stepped in for me, particularly on the show, and he's done a great job. So I I first would like to throw a a big shout out to Sean for uh, really filling my shoes on the show. Uh, None of this, uh, our new show, Uh, The Back to the Roots show, this is something that uh, we've been talking about for a long time and growing our uh, network a little bit, uh, as you've seen with our with our website that that's still going to grow. And now the second show uh, that's part of the growth. None of that happens for me personally, if we don't have Sean. So uh, uh, I appreciate that. Shauna does a great job. Uh, I'm super excited that uh, you really jumped on with me on this idea uh, and that the rest of them jumped on this idea with me uh, to really attack uh, kind of a market for, for um, our listeners in our area uh, in prep sports around here that, uh, you, you know, you've got, you've got a couple great ones that are down by the Milwaukee and in the Madison area, but there's nothing really up here around the green Bay area, Eric, uh, that's covered as much as, I think it should be or as it could be and I think we're going to do a great job of that in the future uh we're going to touch base on some on some uh a, a little bit of uh college athletics um some local college athletics uh we've got a very special guest tonight which is <laughs> I mean Outstanding! When you told me that this was going to happen, Eric, I about, I about jumped out of my shoes in excitement that we were going to get this guy because I've been, I've been hoping since uh, all the news that's been going. On with the Badgers. I was hoping that um, we were going to hang on to this guy. That Coach Fickle was going to be uh, able to hang on to this guy, and, and he's done a great job so far. And I'm gr- I'm greatly appreciative of of the work that you've done to to book this guy and get him on our program.
0: You know, I'm I'm honestly amazed. It really, I, I'm gonna be honest with you, Justin. Him agreeing to join us for an interview is what <laughs> really what kicked my in the gear in getting this show into fruition. I know we had kind of talked about it within the last month or so. I was kind of taking my time with it, but then opportunity arose. I struck and it was time to move. So everything happens for a reason. I'm glad that we're doing this. I'm excited for this show to give a spotlight to, like you said, a market that is kind of untapped. And I know we talk about Wisconsin sports, a lot in our like our wrestling podcast, right? Like the, the ones that we've done, mm-hmm. road from, from to RPW events or whatever. Where Wisconsin really has kind of a a really interesting background in the world of pro wrestling. Same thing with high school sports. I mean. You look at the focus you can have on. Obviously, everybody talks about the Packers. Everybody talks about the Brewers, the Bucks. Um, even the Badgers have been big news as of late here with the hiring of Luke Fickle, the upset for the basketball team over Maryland, the volleyball team uh, kicking butt every single night they go out, basically. But Certainly, yeah. It really is an untapped market when you talk about the impact that Wisconsin high school athletics has. I mean, you look at all three Watt brothers, mm-hmm. all, all pro players in the NFL. You look at, uh, I'm going to butcher her. It's a Rika.
1: Yeah. Arike Gumbawala. Yep.
0: In the WNBA, you look at, you know, the records that she was setting in green Bay, um, at the state tournament when she played and then going on to college at Notre Dame and having a huge career, another athlete we're going to uh, talk about later in the episode, but so many different athletes. I mean, a program I'm very near and dear to the UW green Bay women, how many of their players and their long-term success have been from Wisconsin natives um, all over the state. So, and and really even kind of what Kevin Borsa and even Will Ryan are doing now a lot of their background is in the state of Wisconsin (laughs) and actually Northeast Wisconsin. So very excited to kind of tap into that and um, just get some insight. I think Sean, you know, we talk about Sean joining the main show and um, joining our podcast network. One thing that he loved your insight was on was game situations, coaching scenarios. Um, And now we're really into your, niche you know Mm -hmm. you've been a very successful girls basketball coach in the state of wisconsin at several different stops um high school boys football now we're building a program up basically from the ground uh and the improvements that we've seen in that program and just a whole different perspective i mean you've done the big school thing well Big school up north, anyway, um, with Oconto. You've done the little schools with Gillette. You've been part of these other programs. You've seen the recruiting angles as a coach, um, you know, kind of shouting out Aubrey here. You know, you, we've got some great insight here. So, really excited <clears throat> to see what the show becomes. <clears throat> Justin, I mean, it's your project, man. Take it away. Where are we starting? <laughs> So uh,
1: how we're going to do this, Eric, we're, we're, I would love to shout out a team of the week um, and kind of go through some of their accolades, uh, some of their players, um, and, uh, you know, kind of focus on, on, on a growth of a program, uh, maybe someone that um, really uh, is going to come up and surprise you in a, in a conversation. Um and I've been watching uh, a lot of basketball this year. I, I, You know, Eric, I updated my NFHS uh, subscription. So uh, I, I've been watching more basketball than I've ever watched in my life. I, I You know, I, I was talking to my old JV coach the other day. and I said, well, I'm on my fifth game of watching basketball today. He says, five? I said, well, man, it's ho- the holidays. I ain't got nothing else to do. My kids are running around in the house. <laughs> I got basketball on the TV up. Over the fireplace, and I got basketball on on, on my laptop. So uh, I've been watching a lot of basketball, and um, the team that's really surprising me uh, locally—it's uh, it, one of our bigger teams in the area. Eric, in in, in north of Green Bay, uh, is the Marinette Marines girls basketball team. I want to shout these guys out because in in twenty nineteen and twenty twenty, uh, their record for the year was seven and sixteen uh 2020 and 2021 they were one and 20 uh they jumped up to uh seven and 18 and 21 22 uh they are currently eric sitting at four and three. Uh, and if you go by the record, that's over half of their wins, uh, at least in the last four seasons, um, three seasons, um, they've got some notable wins. They, they played a a Peshago team, which is a rival, which is, you know, you you know, Peshago and Marinette are six, seven, eight miles apart. It's kind of like, uh, O'Connell O'Connell Falls for me, kind of like, uh, and Gillette. Well, for me and you, um. That that rivalry kind of goes hand in hand, and and you know the Marines took it this year. Uh, they also came up here to Shano uh, and beat a young Shano team, but a, a team that is expected to um, kind of handle a team like Marinette, obviously with their their past couple uh, records over over the years, and then a Luxembourg Casco team. Um, as you can vouch, Eric, uh, as you cover the UWGB girls basketball team, you got Cassie Schiltz, that, uh, that that is a mainstay for that program right now uh, in the starting lineup. She comes from Luxembourg, Casco. So it's a it's a program that is traditionally, I mean, even going back, I'm going to date myself here now, Eric. As long as probably I've been alive. Well, that's yeah,
0: 20. At, 20- at, at worst, a solid program. It's been a while since we've had you on one of our shows um with that in mind, it's we haven't talked about the kind of the big elephant in the room regarding the state of Wisconsin college football wise and that did something happened Eric did anything happen? yeah, um, and that being the decision to move on from Jim Leonard and then in turn hire. Luke fickle from Cincinnati as the Badgers football head coach. Um, like I said, we haven't had your official thoughts on our airwaves. So I'm, you've got a couple weeks of material here.
1: Let loose. What do you got for us? The first thought, Eric, I mean, instantaneously, the first thought is, wow. Wow. Last year's 2021 college football Coach of the year, he led a uh G5 program uh, to the college football playoff. Right, he uh 12 and 0, 13 and 0, uh, one conference championship, played for another conference championship this year. Uh, said he's like he's up there with Alabama and and, uh, Georgia, sending players to the draft, uh, to the league. Uh, you know, probably a top ten cornerback and in, in Sauce Gardner right now for for the Jets. Uh news comes out today. Even today, as we're recording this, that his former quarterback, Desmond Ritter, is taking over from Marcus Mariota in Atlanta, and Atlanta's not out of the picture yet. They're still in it somewhat. So big props. This is perspective Eric this is exactly what every fan in Wisconsin has wanted you the and in Wisconsin did not cheap out this time they've tried this before it was called the Gary Anderson experiment they've tried to switch the realm of the stability of the program going to uh more of a spread option offense, more of, more of an air raid offense. Now, not only do you get the news of Lou fickle, you you get the sad news that we're going to lose our hometown boy in, in Jim Leonard, but on the flip side, you're bringing in an air raid offensive coordinator. Think about that for a second. Two terms that go that that are gonna go together and match them together, Wisconsin, <laughs> and Air Raid. Mm-hmm. Somehow that's gonna happen. And you can see the effects already, right? Well, uh, we had a four-star wide receiver. Uh, as soon as uh, Paul Chris was fired, jumped in. They have a 30-day window. Jumped into the transfer portal today. Announces. Uh-uh, I'm coming back. <laughs> Look, they just hired this dude that's going to throw the ball over the place and we're not just going to hand it off to and Allen 40 times a game. Okay, maybe I'll come back. Man. Right? <laughs> I'm in. They got me in. I might get to the league now. You know, ain't going to be about this one dude. So the effects of that, they're going to switch their defense now uh, with uh, Mike Tressel as their defensive coordinator, uh, linebackers coach. It sounds like Bobby April might stay. Which is huge. That's a huge kid. He's been a good recruiter. Um, could be a guy uh, in the future. He interviewed for Michigan's defensive coordinator job uh, last year. So he's a key, he's a huge keep. Um, but you know, all all in all, they're switching their defense to a three-three-five, which is a a little bit different. They'll play a hybrid safety uh they've got a couple guys on the roster now that could fit that mold but the recruiting is going to pick up we've we've lost a ton of guys now uh, even today uh we lost two guys that are going to enter the 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 draft in our center joe tipman he's going to forego his his uh last year of eligibility uh, and see what he, if he can carry on the center tradition that that has been recently pretty good for the Badgers. Uh, currently uh, Tyler Biadish is, uh, is uh, holding that track down for the Dallas Cowboys. Um but on the a, a, a cornerback and Jay Shaw, who was a transfer from UCLA last year, he's going to forego his last year of eligibility and he's going to uh, enter the draft. Now we've lost Isaac Arendo. We've lost Michael Fertney. Um, we've lost Jalen Franklin. Wh- we've lost a host of guys to the transfer portal. We are nowhere near the top of what's in the transfer portal, but it's a lot. Um, we've got roughly, uh, I tried to ask Evan Flood of 247 Sports this today. Uh, By the way. Huh? It's 24-7. Yeah, I always call it that. I don't know why I do that. But I asked him today, is said, how many scholarships do we have available? He said, he said, he said a show if I'm covering prep sports, Eric. He said, he, he said we're, but it goes with ton, a lot. It's a lot of scholarships. So I'm guessing somewhere uh, around 25 scholarships that the Badgers have to fill. Uh, they're currently only sitting at eight commits in their 2023 class. So it's going to be a busy time from today to February. Uh, the transfer portal is going to matter. Uh, Recruiting is going to matter. This weekend is going to matter, actually. They're going to have four for, – um, for five, maybe five uh, recruits on campus. Uh, Fickle is looking to keep some of his recruits that he had committed at Cincinnati and drag them over here, which would be great because Cincinnati's recruiting class was great. Um, but he's also looking to flip a couple guys. He just had actually both are tight ends. One is a tight end CJ Jacobson out of um, Utah. Uh, He's trying to flip him from Utah, and he's uh, another tight end, one that was decommitted from Colorado. <laughs> There's another school that might have made some noise too, Eric. <laughs> you know what I'm telling you? It's, it's some about prime time. Yeah. But anyways, he he, uh, he he bailed out of Colorado. He might be a commit this week, so stay tuned because every week now. 24 uh, seven sports uh or or rivals.com every or badger blitz or badger extra or whatever is your fancy the athletic has a great one with Jesse Temple um whatever is your fancy um pay attention because there's going to be a boatload an absolute boatload of badgers football news coming up and you've got uh, you got a team that's on the hardwood right now that's playing some pretty decent ball. That started pretty rough uh, trying to score the ball. This uh, this kid, Connor Siegen, man, can he shoot the lights out? He's like uh, top ten in Indiana all time or something like that. We're gonna hear we're gonna hear that like Braylon Allen is seventeen years old. So I, I want to talk a little bit more just about the hiring of Luke Fickle. Yeah. So and what of, it means,
0: what it means to let's first look at the state of Wisconsin. And I guess as kind of like the recruiting and and that angle of things, what impact do you think that has on the state of Wisconsin with a new head coach and that quote unquote kind of change in the Wisconsin way, if you will?
1: Uh, I don't, you know, I, I can speak from a a couple different, uh, aspects, you know, I'm a member of the WFCA, the football coaches association. Uh, what does that mean for the football coaches association, which has always been a big uh, factor in what that would mean for, uh, the state of Wisconsin, uh, as they hire uh, a head coach to me, and I can only speak for myself, but generally within the WFCA, it's been a pretty open-minded um, aspect. You've now got a coach that is going to take Wisconsin football on a national brand. He, You know, he's turned down the creme de la creme of college football He's turned those colleges down, LSU, Notre Dame, um, a host of others, Nebraska, uh, a host of other schools that that have courted him since his time he started there over the last couple of years. And he's all turned them down um, to come to Wisconsin. He thought Wisconsin was the place. He thinks Wisconsin is the place. Not only that, but we need to back up the track, right? you've got to give a lot of credit to Chris McIntosh, the athletic director. He goes out and he steps out on a limb. He's putting his job on the line with this hire. You say goodbye to Jim Leonard. Arguably there's Rod Dane, there's Barry Alvarez, and then there's Jim Leonard. Those are three names that you're going to associate with Wisconsin football, maybe off the top of your head. You can think of a couple other. Melvin Gordon, whatever, right? K-pop. Monty Ball, yeah. Um,
0: Brian Calhoun always sticks up my head. Uh, Lee, Evans. Yeah. Lee Evans sticks up my
1: head. Lee probably. Evans, yeah. Jim Sorge No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you pass up on a guy like Jim
0: Leonard. The air apparent. I mean let's let's call it what it was. Yeah. All, all indications are he turned down the Packers NFL defensive coordinator job, believing that he was the heir apparent at Wisconsin. You pass that up now.
1: But right. Not only that, Eric, now you need to dive deeper into this. They were paying Paul Christ. I I think I reported this on the show one of the last times that I was on on uh, on the root four show. Five point four five million dollars in total salary when it comes from the alumni club to his base salary, and you combine them together. Luke Fickle is going to average seven point eight million dollars over the span of his contract seven years. 56 or so million dollars that is a substantial commitment from a athletics department, from a program from an administration uh, as in your chancellor that has never put forth that, that effort that amount of resource into hiring a football coach into hiring a football staff. You're talking about, now again, another step further into this, you're talking about a school that just hired a offensive coordinator away from another power five school that played in a conference championship game last weekend. An offensive coordinator Bill Longo coming from North Carolina he ain't coming unless he got paid. Let's just put it that way. Right. Like, right. that's common sense. Wisconsin is putting forth. They're they're realizing if we don't do this, because this might be what, what has led to where we are today. And why Paul Christ is not employed at Wisconsin. Maybe he wasn't afforded the resources. Uh, and keeping the coaches that he had when we were going to Orange Bowls and Cotton Bowls, and winning those games.
0: Well, and you know, I, I've said this before, Justin. I'll say it again. This hire, I think, the biggest reason that personally my that I like it as a fan, is this hire points to, like you've said before, a commitment to going all in. I mean, mm-hmm. Jim Leonard was a safe, would have been the safe hire. I know you, know you said it to me in, in one of our group chats where there's no way the job isn't his, but they just kept putting it off. They kept putting it off, putting it off, and then they had a conversation right before they you know end up hiring Fickle, and it turns out they weren't going in the same direction. That's why they made a splash, which if we're being honest and we look at the state of Wisconsin sports, I mean, there's no reason they shouldn't have made a splash.
1: You look mm-hmm. at,
0: at the like the volleyball program is the standard or one of the standards in the NCAA, not in the big 10, in the NCAA, you look at the women's hockey program is the standard in the NCAA. Even the men's hockey team was one of the standards, the the men's basketball team, one of those upper tier standards. I mean, they're not the Duke or Kentucky. Just a but few the-
1: short, yeah, just a few very- short years ago, we were back to back final fours
0: they're in that same conversation of that second tier of college basketball. And that's been sustained for better part of 20 some odd years now. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's, and the football team, this is not taken away from the coaches of the past and the, even Paul Chris, this is a football team, I believe has one of the longest active bowl streaks in the country. 21. Yep. So that's not to take away from that, but you either get stagnant or you move forward.
1: Mm-hmm. This is
0: the perfect move to move forward, and at least try to move forward. In my book, right. <laughs> so kind of back well, to the question. So we we're we we're talking about the coaching element, Justin, and you talk about the WFCA. What other? You said there was a couple different aspects you want to talk
1: about with that. Well, the, my aspects are as a fan, as a as a you know what we're doing here on, on this. Very show that we're on. We're reporting. We're talking about it. We're what we're what our jobs are. As a fan, I love this man. I love this. Uh, th- to me, the safe hire is to continue status quo. Um, maybe change up. Like it seemed to me like Jim Leonard talked in a number of different things of tight- tightening some bolts, and this screw over here that needs to be tightened. And then maybe the fix would be to find a dual-threat quarterback. And it just felt like, well, if we can't get to the top of where we want to be with that, we peaked with Paul Christ. We don't need Paul Christ light, right? We can get Paul Christ light again. We could get. The, I mean, there's a bunch of these guys all over the place that that will run this pro formation. Uh, two tight ends, three tight ends with a fullback. Fullback's a dying breed, Eric. I mean, that's the that's the reality of the situation. We can't always get that guy back if we aren't if we aren't willing to try and get to the top. Then let's just pay this guy. Yeah, four or five million dollars. Let's give them a couple three million dollars to pay out of staff, or we could go for it, or, or we could go for it, and we can really see. And if it doesn't work out, then we could say, Hell, we went for it. We hired, we hired the guy nobody said we 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 could get, and we're going to pay him a boatload of cash to get us to the top. And with the college football playoff expanding to to 12 teams? It's very, it's very doable. I mean, because you know the SEC and you know the Big Ten are gonna get three teams each. That's six, that's half, that's half of the playoff. Right? You know, two teams that make the 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 conference championship game are shoe wins. Now nah, we'll see if they keep the West and the East, or if they kind of trade it up and change it up a little bit. Was I was hope it? they keep the West and the East. So was it
0: the leaders in the legends divisions.
1: Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> That's brutal. <laughs> I, or don't, don't, I mean, you could, na- you could put the divisions together like that, but don't, don't name it that. That's the worst thing i ever heard in my life.
0: <laughs> I will say this, though, Justin. The only defense of that that I have is Badgers were Big Ten Conference Championship game winners when that was the division names.
1: That's about the only thing that good that happened out of that, Eric. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: All right. No, but in, in in reality, I'm excited because you're seeing everything uptick. Right, it, it's going to go down. You're going to have some of the roster uh, retract because they don't fit the style. In fact, uh, even on this year's recruiting class, um, the current staff and the prized running back out of Ironton, Ohio, and Jacquez Keys. Uh, the staff and the player uh, decided to part ways. So you're going to see a little bit of retract, but this every day almost is going to be a boatload of news coming out of Madison because they've got a lot of work to do.
0: Well, and I tell you, it's kind of exciting when you, you know, when you can look at the different articles that come out about where's this, you know, four star, where's this five star guy in the transfer portal going to go to And Wisconsin's in almost every single article.
1: Yeah.
0: And you yeah. look I mean, I've seen um two high-end quarterbacks that have been rumored and are scheduled to visit Wisconsin.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um and that's just the start of it. I mean there's there's fits everywhere.
1: Right. And yeah, and shouldn't be. And that's what and that's what the uh the the fun part about this is, is because when you do make a major change like this, there's openings everywhere too. So when the fits and the openings are there, you're gonna have great news and we're gonna have a great job to do over uh, <laughs> uh, on this subject for a long time. I'm super excited about it actually.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, perfect timing, right Justin? I mean Perfect time to, to start a Wisconsin high school sports and recruiting podcast.
1: You said it right away, right, right away, as we open this thing. What an opportunity we have, and when we're taking advantage of the opportunity. And speaking of that, we're gonna uh, uh commit one of the biggest commits of the class so far.
0: Yeah, he'll be joining us here in just a few moments. Uh, Justin, why don't you introduce the young man?
1: I am so, yeah, I am so excited for this. Uh, this this was. Honestly, Eric, this is what led us to kind of get our butts in gear. Um, we've been talking about this and kind of kicking back some ideas. Of what are we going to name this thing? What's our logo going to be? Are we even going to have a theme song? Or, or you know, <laughs> is, is this just going to be a picture of my dog on here? Or what, what is going to happen here? But... This guy, you you ended up actually. This is your story. You 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 uh, retweeted one of his tweets, and he got a hold of you, or you got a hold of him. So here's, uh, and I'll I'll retell it when he joins
0: us here in just a few moments. But um, real quick, during the Packer game Sunday, sitting on Twitter like I always do, and actually it wasn't even one of his tweets. It was a tweet from a, a guy I follow out of Denver uh, who follows me as well. Um, Trying to find the tweet here. Cody Rourke, uh, who covers the NFL and covers Colorado sports for Denver Mm -hmm. Seven, tweeted a story about our upcoming guest. I retweeted it. I mentioned him um, and he followed me right away. We started chatting. I'm like, Justin, what do you think about doing this? Like, what do you think about recording this? He's like, yeah, go for it. And I'm like, okay, there's no way he's going to read it, you know? And sure enough, within. About twenty minutes. We had an answer and an interview scheduled.
1: So Unbelievable. It was unbelievable. I but like I said, I, I about jumped out of my shoes. It's super excitement because I've been I've been following this guy's recruitment ever since the badgers offered him. Um yeah, uh, he's gonna be our interview in, in in this segment, which we haven't come up with a real solid name for it yet, Eric, but we'll just go with the interview. Works for me. <laughs> and then this guy, he's a quarterback out of Broomfield, Colorado. I believe he just won a state championship at mile high or whatever they call that stadium now. The only thing bad about this guy is he might be a Denver Broncos fan. Ah. Yeah. Right? Might, we'll convert him. We'll convert him when he gets up here to into Badger Packerland, all right? But Cole LaCrue is uh, rated the number 64 QB by 24-7 Sports. He has really risen here over the last uh, couple months, actually since September. Uh, he's, he's, he's had an offer from Colorado. He's had an offer from Tulane, the conference champion, and he's had an offer from the Badgers. He really came down to those three schools. Uh, just a couple weeks ago, he decided, he wants to be a badger, Eric. I'm so excited for this. Uh, up next, Cole LaCrue.
0: You just mentioned this young man's name. Here he is, Badger Commit, Cole LaCrue. Cole, yeah. hi- the show. Thanks for joining our first ever episode.
2: Yeah, man, thank you. It's it's an honor to be the first ever guest.
0: So, I got to tell the story of how. And I just kinda of mentioned it, but just real I guess kind of chance that we, you know, kind of cross paths here. Um, I know I had retweeted the story about um that Cody Rourke had put out during the Packer game. And to be honest with you, I'm not even sure hundred percent sure how I started following him. Cause we're here in northeast Wisconsin, about two hours away from Madison in the Green Bay area. I don't think he has any connections to Wisconsin. I'm going to be real with you. I don't think he has any connections here, but uh, we started following him and great Twitter follow a uh, really nice guy to me anyway. Um, and he put that story out. We'll talk about that a little bit here, but um, just, you know, randomly retweeted it through your name out there. And from then it was on. So I'm glad you could join us. And uh, thanks for taking the time to meet up with us. So Justin, I'll let you go first. You're our resident coach here.
1: So what do you got for us? First off, Cole, all right, this is a big-time question I got for you, all right? So I really want you to pay attention. I don't know if our fans are going to be able to see this video or not, but in your background, you have a dog that's in the picture. What is your dog's name?
2: Uh, his name's Stitch. It's Stitch, on. I like that. I like yeah. That. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, Cole. So my first question is, uh, what has it been like – uh, really, seeing yourself now blow up over the last couple months, um, you, you you've risen up the boards on twenty four seven sports in the quarterback rankings. Um, you you got the offer from the Badgers. What has
2: that been like to see to kind of see your recruitment take off? You know, I think it's a testament to my work um, work ethic. You know, I uh, after my junior year, my team we were five and six, and uh, you know I was very disappointed by that. You know, before that, I only had six losses in my entire life. And so just to have six in one season was really, um, hurtful. You know, I blame myself, you know, I had an okay season in my eyes, you know, um, some say I was the only bright spot of our team, but in my eyes, I didn't, I wasn't happy with it. So I really started working in January. Cause, um, I knew the type of player I was, and I knew the type of player I wanted to be. And, uh, so I got my first offer in April from central Michigan, but I knew that wasn't the place for me. Um, and I just knew what I had to keep doing and keep working. And, um, You know, if you go back to my last year film, you'll see a lot of mechanics that I didn't really like, and not a lot of coaches were very fond to. You know, I looked like a baseball player because I was my entire life. You know, if you were to ask my Mm -hmm. freshman year, I was going to be a baseball player, and um, just to see that my work ethic and everything starting to showcase, and I'm starting to show fans why I'm, you know, I'm I'm the guy for the Badgers, and I'm the guy for people to follow and get behind. You know, it's it's finally good to see all my hard work pay off. And, um, you know, and I'm glad that, you know, it, it worked out for all my teammates too, man. Um, we went forward to know we won a state championship and, um, it's just good to see that everyone jumped on the bandwagon and jumped on the train of, you know, working hard and really getting better at what we want to do. All
0: right. So I'm going to kind of address the elephant in the room call. Um, since you started getting recruited, the Badgers have had three head coaches, um, so <laughs> a wild time, um to be sure here in Wisconsin. So I, I guess if you could if you kind of us a picture of the whole process of, of changing coaches. And if you've had any conversations with coach fickle of how those have gone.
2: Yeah. So I, I started when I first was getting recruited a coach. Chris was the coach. Um, my first game that I went out there was the week two lost to Washington state. Um and so that was it was a low process for them. I didn't have much contact. Um once he got fired and Coach Leonard got the job, I, that's when talks really started ramping up. And I got to know Coach Leonard pretty well and he's I have all the respect in the world for him. I, I wanna see what he does after Wisconsin. Um and then obviously Fickle gets the job, and I'm not gonna lie, I was really worried about that. You know, I was like, Oh god, is that my my recruitment's gonna get all messed up? Do I gotta start, you know, posting all over Twitter again? And uh, I really got reassurance when Coach Fickle called me personally, um, and he reassured me I was going to be fine. He loves my film, and he's excited to get to work. And I, I've really gotten to know the rest of the staff over these past week or two. Um, you know, I, Coach Brown um, came out to watch my game last week. Um, Max, uh, the recruit guy, he, him and I have been getting close. You know, I've been kind of his little in is what I call it, because I'm going to try and get this bet- the best guys to be a badger. Um And then Pat and then coach Collins, Brady Collins, the new um, strength coach. I've really gotten close to them. So, you know, I'm excited about the new staff, man. I think we're going to, I think we're going to shock a lot of people, what we can do. And the, I think the recruitment game is going to be ridiculous for us. I think we're going to have an advantage over these big 10 teams.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely. Have you had contact with coach Longo at all?
2: Um, so he, we reached out today. We talked for the first time today. Um, we're, awesome. really gonna, we're really going to, we're really going to get in contact this weekend. He'll be there for my official.
1: Oh, so you're coming to Wisconsin this week?
2: Yeah, I leave, uh, I leave tomorrow morning.
1: Oh, all right. Hey, are you going to fly in on the same plane that Coach Fickle flew in?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think so. I think we're going to. I think we all just <laughs> have a, have a, uh, another airline it's just fly okay. that'd be um, awesome. Okay. So
0: you were saying you've been to Madison. You were at the Washington State game. Um, I kind of want to ask, so when you were in Madison, what, what did you take away from that visit when you came
2: here? Ah, man, I, I loved everything about it. I think Camp Randall, was, it's the best stadium I've ever visited. Obviously, we have a mile-high stadium here in Colorado, but you know, even playing on it last week, it didn't feel the same as when I walked into Camp Randall for the first time. And um, it was really impressive. Um, and I love the scenery. Um, you know, I said it reminds me a lot about Boulder, um, but instead of mountains, you guys have lakes. Um, I love how the capital's right there. I love all the people out there were super nice. And I just, I have a I have really high hopes for it because I, I I really did enjoy it the last time with my grandpa.
1: Yeah. One of the questions I was going to ask you is on your visit, who was your, uh, the person that guided you around? And what was the best part of your visit outside of Camp Randall or the game?
2: Um, so obviously, the first guy that ever found me from Wisconsin was uh, Casey Raybach, the uh, recruiting <laughs> assistant, and uh, he was the one that kind of got me started with all Wisconsin brand. Um, and obviously, I talked with Coach uh, Ingram when I was out there. Uh, Mickey Turner, those guys were the guys that really guided me around the whole place. But probably the best thing about my visit was actually when I was leaving Madison. I met one of the one of the nicest human beings I've ever met. He was an Uber driver for me and my grandpa. And he actually gave me a lot of insight about Madison, a lot of insight about Wisconsin, because we we were flying to the, the Milwaukee airport is where we were flying out of, and he okay. he told me a lot of the inside details, a lot of the places that we need to go eat. And he he was a really good person that I I think really kind of stuck with me because I every person I met was just like him, but he was someone that I can I was actually really impressed by, and it was my Uber driver, so it was it was small world.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So
0: I'm going to ask you, you know, what, what did he recommend that you go eat? Where, and where'd you go? I mean, Wisconsin, you'll come to know, very much known for food. Um, you know, not that you're of age yet, but beer and <laughs> cheese. So I'm curious on, on where you had been recommended to go and where did you end up going in Madison? Well, so
2: it was when we were leaving is when he recommended all these places and I, I had a feeling I'd be back. So it was, it was good. Uh, but he told me to walk on state street. I think it's called. Um, where it's, you know, right there. Basically, it's kind of like Boulder's Pearl, uh, Pearl Street. It's a lot similar to that. There's a lot of places on there. He um, told me about Culver's. Um, we, we have a Culver's in Colorado, uh, but, but I've never been. So that was actually one of the first places I stopped by when I was came back to Colorado. Cause I'm like, there's no way this place is that good. But the Butterburgers did get me.
0: Um, <laughs> that was one of my questions. If you've ever had a burger or knew what it was.
2: Yeah, so I, I found out what it was, so I'm excited to get another one. That's it was pretty good. He said there the cheese there is really good, so obviously I had to get cheese curds from Culver's. Got that. It was pretty good. Um, but he, you know, what really struck me about him was the way he just talked about the people. You know, he said every person you're going to meet is going to be lovely. They're going to be, they're just going to be diehard Badgers fan, and that's the that's the type of scenario and type of place that I want to be. in. And so I'm uh, I was fortunate to learn more about it.
0: I'm gonna throw another one out here for you, Cole. Um, if you like burgers, if you like ice cream and and whatnot, uh, Mickey's Dairy Bar, just on the I've other. I've
2: heard side. about that. I've heard about it. I heard it's pretty good.
0: The must stop. Um, I did not get a chance last time I was at Camp Randall. Actually, was uh, Paul Chris's last game against Illinois. Um, that's one of the takeaways. I, I got engaged that day too, um, before the game. But Mickey's Dairy Bar, highly recommend. Um, so next, when you come out this weekend, be sure to check it out.
2: I got you. I'll, uh, I'll do my best when uh, they're getting me around.
1: <laughs> you, you got it. You got it. No, I'm, I'm going to put the put pressure on you. You got a couple uh, tight ends going on that visit with you. You, you got to throw the ball to somebody, Cole. You got to convince those guys. Let's get Let's get it. Let's get this thing going. What do you think no, about I, that?
2: I'm excited about it, man. I think we got a great group of guys coming in. You know, obviously, we have some commits. Uh, more. This is more skills weekend. But, um, you know, we got some guys coming in. And I've already been texting them. All the other recruits are. Um, but I, you know, I, I want guys to, that, that can ball and I want guys that are buying in, you know, I don't want guys that just want to come out here and take the pictures and just say, Oh, I visited Wisconsin. So mm-hmm. I've been really on that. And these guys are the guys that we're bringing in this week. And they're, I watched their film man, and if they want to become badgers, I'd love to have them. And I think we could do something special here with coach Fickle.
0: No, I'm sure. I don't know if you'd seen this or not. Marcus Allen back in at Wisconsin. Took his name out of the transfer portal. What's it like to have a guy with that talent, um, kind of coming back in the fold with the new offense?
2: I think it just shows you the type of trust that people have in Coach Fickle and the new staff. Um, you know, I think Coach Brown played a major impact with that, the new receivers coach. Because um, I, you know, I was very impressed talking to him. But I think it just shows you the type of will, and I think it's just going to show you the type of recruits we're going to start getting now. That we have this type of offense. I think Coach Longo is going to do a great job. I think Coach Fickle is going to revamp the entire team. And I think we're going to see a new energy, a new spark in Wisconsin we haven't seen in a very long time.
1: It's been well documented, uh, Cole, you um, getting told by the former Wisconsin staff that you needed to work on some of your mechanics. What did it mean to you to finally? Know that your hard work paid off when that badger offer finally came.
2: Well, I, I remember vividly. I was uh, it was at it was Halloween day, and we just kind of had talks all day. And they're like, "Yeah, we want to set up a call with you right now." So I, I remember I hopped on the phone, and that, that was actually one of the first things they reminded me of. This is a coaching who goes, Cole. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember the stuff I told you to work on? I was like, yeah, you want to work my footwork. You want to keep my back foot down. You want to work tighter spiral, tighter mechanics, and just be better all around. He goes, well, Cole, I'm going to tell you some good news. Your work frontline well, paid off. You have an offer in Wisconsin. I just remember I was at practice awesome. with the guys, and I just was sitting out there and I just, I, you know, I, I, I told him, fuck yeah, let's go. My bad about the link. <laughs> so that, that's no, that's exactly. You
0: don't, that, don't censor, so.
2: Yeah, that's the exact thing I, uh, that's the exact thing I told him. I was, I was so fired up. And you know, I just told him, you got the best guy that you're going to, you're going to be very happy about this one day.
0: So I'm going to ask, Cole, for people who haven't seen you play, haven't seen the highlight tapes, haven't seen, Ah, uh, the state championship game. What does Cole crew bring to the field? What does Cole crew bring to the Badgers?
2: He brings a winner. He's a playmaker, man. And you know, I'm a guy that's willing to risk it all for a play, man. I, I, I you know, I, I truly live every play to buy its last. You know, um, last week I, I suffered an injury, and I told my coach, "You're gonna have to rip these clothes off me if you're gonna think I'm coming out of this game." Um, and you know, I, I, I'm a guy that's willing to do whatever it takes. You know, I'm, a, I am ai got to you know, I'm, I'm not your typical quarterback, you know, I'm a, you know, if you want to drop eight, that's cool. I'll run all over, you, you know, we're going to suffer you there. If you want to bring five, that's fine. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll torch you through the air. You know, I'm not your typical seven on seven quarterbacks where I tell people, you know, if you want, I could do that for you. You know, I could sit in the pocket and dial you up, but at the same time, I have the ability with my legs and the ability with my baseball background to make plays happen.
0: So to kind of shadow that have you, have you styled your game after any one quarterback or any any kind of combination of quarterbacks?
2: Uh, this is funny. I uh, Johnny a hundred percent Johnny football. That was the, that's one of my uh, oh yeah. money exactly, man. He uh, I watch his highlights before every away game. His uh, tw- his uh, highest highlights in the year after, and it just uh, he's the type of guy that I just you know obviously I want to be better passing the ball than him. But, man, I just love the playmaking ability he has and just the cockiness, and the swagger he has. I, I love it. And I think that's a guy that, mm-hmm. you know, I, I have kind of the same moxie to him as well. But, I, you know, I, I'm called a crew, man. I don't want to be like Johnny Maddell. You know, I want to take play style, play like him, but I'm going to have my own little flair with it. You know, I'm, and I think I am a better patch than him, and I, I can do more with my arm than he could
0: well oh, that's a huge point for me i got my you can't see here but to my other wall here um i've got my signed johnny menzel jersey and uh picture right below that too so that's awesome here so
1: you, you sold me already Not. The <laughs> So I've got a question. Uh, My question would be, what was the difference between last year to this year that led you and your team to a state championship? And what was it like playing on Mile High Stadium field?
2: I think the biggest thing from last year to this year was the leadership and determination. You know, I, I was a junior last year. And, uh, you know, I had a lot of say, but when your juniors the best captain on the field and your seniors, you're not doing anything to help other guys, you know, there's going to be issues. And so this year I, I came around with all the seniors after our, uh, meeting with all the guys. And we said, thank you seniors, but get out the room. And, um, so all the guys that were going to be seniors, we stayed in the room. We talked like, we can't have this happen again. We were disappointments. And literally in January, we started in the weight room, film room. You know, I started teaching the guys stuff on the uh, board, you know, just kind of identify things you can take advantage of. And, you know, we really just started working together and getting better and better. And it it was a process from January and it finally paid off. And playing about high was, it was, it was very emotional for me. I had season tickets there my entire life. From the point I was two years old, all the way to I was about 15 years old. Um, I went there and I love the Broncos. I'm, I'm a dire Broncos fan. You know, I, I remember it when, um, you know, I, I actually my number's 18 because we signed Pay Manning the offseason that I was going to play football for the first time to tackle. Um, and so I've I've been a dire Broncos fan my entire life, and um, it was emotional because that was the, it. Was my last time being in my high with my dad. And then my dad passed away about two years ago to COVID, so it was definitely emotional being out there. But I wasn't going to let that affect my play. Um, you know, I know I had a job out there, and I knew it was just another game. You know, for all the other guys, there's a lot of oohs and ahs, and for me, it was like, give me the football, let's start ripping this thing. And um, so, you know, it was. Um, but after the game, it was. I ran over to where I see tour, and I kind of broke down. All the emotions got me, but um, yeah, it was. It was for sure one of the one of the cooler places that I played at. Yeah.
1: Wow! Yeah, a moment you'll never forget in your life, Cole. Well, congratulations to you on that moment. I uh, uh, hope that holds ho- true in your heart forever, uh, and what that meant to you. Uh, my my last question here, Eric, is uh, off season time. We've got a lot of things going on. we we're, we're, we're going on visits. We're talking. You've probably got a whole bunch of people in your ear. Are we in the weight room? I'm a football coach now, Cole. So you're, you're talking to a football coach. Are we in the weight room? Are we are we on the board with some of the Badger coaches? Are we looking over the playbook? Uh, and you got to have a little fun time in there. I'm a coach that believes you got to be a kid yet too. Are you playing PS Five? Are you playing PS Four? And what you playing on that PS Five, PS Four? All
2: right, <laughs> uh, this is gonna kind of sound kind of, sound kind of dorky um the only game i play is ncaa football 14 i have my xbox me 360 too. in the room <laughs> it's, the only, it's the only game i play i am not very good at other video games i don't like new madden i think madden's stupid i'm not a big fan of like all the call of dudes and stuff but man you get me on my ncaa game i'll, I'll start doing some road to glory stuff and i love, man, I just so love you, it
1: you're doing ps3 no, Xbox
2: 360, but PS3, yeah.
1: yeah oh, you're right though, man. I'm 36 years old and I'm still I'm still rocking that NCAA game. That game is the greatest game ever made.
2: No, it's it was definitely it's it's cool that they're coming out with a new game. That was something that my brother it was kind of a really cool moment because my brother found out that I was gonna be in the game. And he's like, dude, I gotta buy this. I'm gonna play you. He says, I'm gonna try and beat you every time we play you. I'm like, You can't do that. Come on, play with me. Let's win a let's win a chip. He goes, All right, baby. Cause I, I got two brothers. One's a sixteen year old and one's an eleven year old. So the eleven year old is the one that was kind of fangirling about it. Okay. But um that was okay. that that was really the moment when I was like, This is this is really real. This is it's it's really happening.
0: I was gonna say, what's it like that you're gonna like, I mean the game's coming back, so you get to be <laughs> in the game. That's one of my <laughs> favorite games. Should I play that um, stop myself too. So,
2: Oh, you know, I, I I'm probably, I'm probably going to boost my scores up ratings up to where I think I'll be, you know, I think I'm gonna, I'm definitely going to put myself as a starter. And I'm definitely going to lead us to victory, you know, and kind of, kind of envision it for the future. So I'm going
1: to ask holding, holding that Heisman trophy call,
2: hold the Heisman hold the national championship when we beat, when we win the playoff, man, it's yeah, excited.
1: So I'm gonna ask you some hard-hitting
0: questions here. Not, not really. Um, some, some fun ones. So, who was your go-to team on NCAA games?
2: Oh, the Buffs. I was. Uh, so I've been, I grew up a Buffs fan, and uh, so obviously when I had them in my top top three, it was it was definitely tough to pick over. It's definitely hard to pick which over CU, but I'm glad that I did. It was the best decision for me.
0: And so, also, I'm just, Are you are you Colorado all the way through Nuggets? Broncos,
2: yeah. I mean, I have like I have like second fans, and so like you know, I, I I, unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> um, but like you know, I, uh, I I you know I grew up watching Aaron Rodgers, and so that's kind of who I also like. Kind of switched my mechanics to more just kind of flipping the hips, not as much with your back leg. Um, but I loved watching Aaron Rodgers when I grew up, um, you know, and then other teams that I really enjoyed watching. Um, for baseball, at least I, I was a big Astros fans before the cheating, cheating thing happened. Um, yeah. you know, that, and I, then that kind of ruined my fanhood to them. Um, and then basketball, I, you know, even though the nuggets weren't great, you know, I always grew up a nuggets guy. And then once the last dance came out, I, I ultimately, I mean, MJ is the greatest player of all time. So I, you know, ultimately got another respect for the go of uh, Chicago.
0: I don't know if I'd agree with that. I'm more yeah. of a,
1: He's a big LeBron guy, Cole. He's, oh I'm with God. you, Cole. MJ, oh my God, MJ, MJ, LeBron. all the way,
2: Cole. Exactly. You got to go, MJ. LeBron. I get he has the, but he's a, a crybaby, is how it is. He's a crybaby. Oh. <laughs> That's Daniel, what I like I'm, to hear, Cole.
1: I love you already. I can't wait to see number 18 in the crimson red with the big motion W throwing touchdowns. You're gonna be the, you're gonna be the Wisconsin MJ, Cole. I'm excited for. Eric's got some questions though that are real hard hitters.
0: (laughs) All right. So I'm not sure if this has been done with you or not before. Um, Wisconsin has some really tough city names. So I'm going to find, and I do apologize here. I'm going to try to do this in real time. Um, I'm trying to find a list of some harder to pronounce Wisconsin City names. And I want to see how you do with these. I'm sure this is going to be a very frequent thing. I think I've been to Badger games where they have the guys pronounce this or it's been on TikTok or whatever. Um, so I'm going to try to throw these into a chat and see how you do with these. Okay. All right. Sounds good. All right. So first one is my hometown uh, where Justin currently coaches. So that's the first
2: uh, one. Yeah. Gillette? Gillette? Not bad. Gillette. Gillette. Okay. All right, how about, bad,
0: Justin. You got any other ones here too?
2: Uh, I
1: don't have them up, but I've, I've got a question. What is North Broomfields' Broomfields? Hey, go ahead, Did Justin. Some... A... What is what what is their mascot? We're the Eagles. The Eagles. Okay, so Southern Door. Okay, got it. Uh, uh, All right, Eric.
2: Ashwabian.
0: So that's that's pretty close. That's that's Ashwaubenon. Uh, that is where the Green Bay Packers stadium actually is.
2: Really? Yep.
1: It's
0: it, it's Ashwabanan. actually half of it is city of Green Bay. Half of it is village of Ashwaubenon.
2: Oh, that's cool.
1: All right. Um Eric, you're doing really good at this too. By the way, I just want to say that.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Justin. How about uh, what we got for this one?
2: Kaka. Kakana.
1: Kacana. Tre- Almost like the receiver from Bishop Gorman that we're going to try and recruit. Stretch. Yeah, we're we're working, yeah. On working on him right now. Yeah, I love it. I love it. All right, you got another one, Eric?
0: Not not readily available, but I've got a couple here that I can I'm sure I can find here. Um
1: you got a couple around the Madison area. You that's got a Stoughton. Her.
2: You got this, Middleton. This, 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 this Wisconsin just got a lot of places that are just hard to pronounce.
1: Yeah,
0: we so we have a uh. really odd um, history background. So we've got we've got a lot of Native American. Um, we've got a lot of French. Like the the first one we did was Gillet's. Um, that's French. So that's a, a big one. How about this is in the Milwaukee area? Ooh. It's this one. This is even the, the tough one from that area. Racine?
2: Close. Racine. Oh. Okay. I feel <laughs> dumb, you know. I feel dumb because I feel like I should. You're doing great. You're doing a lot better. Oh, oh, man. Uh, Mook, want to go? that That's
1: probably close. That's yeah. really good. Muck. That's it. That's the only difference. Muck water go.
2: uh walk K Wascomb.
1: k Wascom? Hey, Cole, you are nailing this.
0: yeah, you are i want I want you to know that you are doing better than a lot of even people in state. I'm gonna wrap it up with this one here. Okay. Uh, this is in the the Milwaukee area as well. Um, but this is always a fun one as well.
2: Sounds good. Oh, oh. <laughs> Okanamowak.
0: Okanamowak.
2: Okatamowak. Okay, hold on. Yep. I read that wrong. Okay, Okanamowak. All right, that yeah, okay. Now that if I read that right, I, you know, I'm all good. <laughs>
1: So, that's awesome
0: one last thing for me before we kind of wrap up um when you're in mile high did you was there any certain locker that you went to in the locker so room we,
2: uh we weren't allowed to go to the the um the the actual Broncos locker room. i get the, I guess they let no one in there not even like family or anything it's weird but um we were in the visitor one and uh, i asked them which one was tom Brady in and they told me which one uh because they kind of made a little special so i made sure i was in that one and I'm not, I'm, not a, I'm not a Tom Brady fan. Don't think it like that. i was just like, you know what? He he's pretty good at football, so might as well, you know, have a little hope here.
0: So as mm-hmm. our as our resident Broncos. the wrong the wrong number twelve, Cole. The no, I agree. I
2: think I think, think A Rod's better. But if you're just looking at statistics <laughs> and championships, you gotta go. You gotta go Tom. And,
0: and you know, I, I would have to. Your thoughts on former Badger, now Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson, and those struggles that he's had this year.
2: You know, I, I I'm still having hope. I don't think it's really his fault. I think it's Nathaniel Hackett. Um, you know, because there's glimpses of Russ all year. I think he's been proving it all year that he can. He's still making the plays. You know, I, I also think that you know we're we're looking at an O line that's been hurt all year. So I think you know I think this year for us, if we're going to be smart, I think we should rest Russ. Um, you know, I, even though I don't like resting people, I don't think it's the best thing. We paid this guy 200 some million dollars, and we need him to play at his the skill level we paid him to play at. Um, so I think, you know, this will be Nathaniel Hackens last year. I think we get a good coach, and I'm hoping Russell performs because, I mean, if we think of it all preseason, all the talks are Russells being a stud out there. And, um, you know, we just didn't play like this year. And I don't think it's his fault. Um, you know, we've had a lot of injuries. KJ Hamler, Jerry Judy, um, cortland has been all right. And our, our entire line has been mm-hmm. Her and I think we have the most I think we have the most money in the IR right now so I think it just shows you the type of team this year and it's not for us this year so hopefully we can get it back next year but it'd be pretty cool if Russell would reach out and talk to me about Wisconsin that'd be awesome
0: <laughs> well I will do everything I don't have almost anything <laughs> but I will do everything in my power to see if I can make that happen
2: that'd be awesome
1: um, Is it a Eric park? makes things happen just so you know
0: are you, you going to be wearing 18 at Wisconsin?
2: yeah I, I want to wear 18 18 has been the number I've been if it does if someone has 18, you know, I might try to bribe and give him a couple hundred bucks. But if not, um, you know, I, I think five, I, five was my only other number I ever wore in football. That one's open. That one's. I know open. that was That, one, that one's, I know that one's for sure open. I just. <laughs> I, I want. I want to make a name for myself. I think 18, I could do that.
0: All right, so Cole, just to wrap everything up here, put a bow on this for us. Cole, the crew, Badger quarterback. What are the expectations, and how excited are you to be a Wisconsin Badger?
2: You know, I think the, I think people are doubting me and you know, doubting my skill set, and I'm excited to prove them wrong. I'm excited to show them what I can take batting Advance to a new level. You know, I'm excited to get the players behind me and I'm excited to do a lot of things in my power. Um, you know, I think we can make a playoff and I want to win a national championship. You know, I want to win Rose Bowls and I want to bring us back to where I know we can play. You know, I, I think we've had a couple of down years, and I'm excited to take us back where I know we can play. And uh, the 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 it's excitement on my part. I can't wait to play in Camp Randall. I can't wait. To, I play, I feed off energy, so when I have eighty thousand people yelling and screaming my name, oh man, you guys are gonna get a you guys are gonna get a great player. So I'm I'm really excited about it.
0: And some House of Pain.
2: I love jump. I, uh, that was my favorite moment. Actually. It's when, uh, when jump around came on, I, I swear to God, I couldn't stop smiling for the the whole rest of the day. That's really, I'll, I'll be honest. That's That's really what like was like. All right. I If I get the offer, I'm coming here.
0: That's awesome. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Cole. I know it's, it's late. You guys, I'm assuming you got school tomorrow.
2: Well, I mean, I'm about, I'm about my airplane tomorrow. So thank God I don't. <laughs>
1: That's true. He's coming here, Eric. He's he's got that recruiting visit. He's got he's. We're gonna come out of this weekend with some names. Uh, Cole is gonna recruit hard for his guys. He's like, man, we're at Camp Randall. We're throwing bombs down here with with Philip Longo. Man, I am so excited. Cole, thank you so much for being on our show. What a
2: great way to kick this off, man. I love it. Thank you, man. Thank you guys so much. It was it was really a pleasure being on the show.
0: All right. Thanks so much for joining us, Cole. I'm Wisconsin, man. Good luck next year. Thank you. What a great interview. Like that was so much. Fun. Oh my
1: god, Eric. This dude's gonna be huge. Like I, I don't. He's gonna light it up in in uh, in, in Madison. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, I hope he uh, accomplishes everything that he wants to accomplish there.
0: So right before we started, you know, right before we were able to meet with him, um, we'd kind of we've been talking about Wisconsin football and we hadn't had a chance to talk Wisconsin basketball. Uh, You were mentioning Connor C. And and some big wins the Badgers team's now gotten, including the knocking off the previously unbeaten Maryland Terrapins. So just kind of real quick, Justin, early part of the season here. What are your thoughts on this Badger team? And really, if you have any other thoughts on teams around the state of Wisconsin.
1: Okay, Eric, this Badger team might be of the past few teams, they might be the most frustrating. And only because the leader of the team is possibly the most frustrating person or player you've seen. Chucky Hepburn has the talent, I mean, in abundance. He has the ability to lead a team. He has the ability to put the team on his back. He has the ability to do everything from the point guard position. Problem is he's not a true point guard, Eric. He's good point guard, but he's not a true point guard. He is a far superior shooting guard or off guard or combo guard, as you would say. (laughs) That is where he is most effective. Uh, The other problem is, is you have a guy in honor Sejan that is, in the same realm, right? He's not a point guard; uh, that's not what he he's good at. Um, but he is a tremendous shooter. But the problem is, is if we can't get the same consistency out of Chucky every night, we don't know where we're going to get it outside of Connor. And Connor's not even starting for this team right now. Uh, Stephen Crawl. There were a lot of reports that Stephen Crawl was was a bigger, bulkier, heavier a uh, better version of what he ha- once was, right? Um haven't much seen that, right, especially with his back to the basket on the block. Um, don't know that uh, the, the game has um, transformed as much as it should. So that's got to change. Um, we'll see. You know, I, I think they're a very good team. I think I think uh, they ha- they have the shot at being a Sweet Sixteen team. I think they're a team. Everybody wants to point to that Kansas game and say, "Oh, cow, they should have won that game. But I think they're just a team that caught Kansas at the right time. Uh, in my mind, right? I think they're a lot closer to the team that uh, you know struggled to stay. In ahead of UWGB than they are the team that took Kansas to overtime on a consistent on a on a nightly basis, uh, they have a shot at finishing top four in, in in the Big Ten again. I do believe that. I think that streak can go and and continue or whatever that is. Uh, but the Big Ten is loaded this year too. So I mean, you just talked about it. You said Maryland they're eight and zero and they were ranked number thirteen in the in the nation. So. They're going to have a, a tough battle every night. Uh, Tyler Wall fills his role very well. You know, they, Jordan Davis does not fill his role. Uh, as much as I love Johnny Davis, Jordan Davis has not filled his role, and they could probably find Connor Orsesian more minutes in Johnny Davis's um, stead. <laughs> One thing that I am a little surprised is we haven't seen our guy here, UW, former UWGB guy, Kamari McGee, a whole heck of a lot on, on, uh, on the court. Um, we have seen Isaac Lindsley uh, transfer uh, a, a Kettle Moraine, I believe. I think he's a Kettle Moraine kid um, that transferred in maybe from UNLV. Um, I believe so. Yeah. Uh get some big minutes in in some bigger games and he and he's done well. So those are things that we're going to have to see. Um Ivers done well in his, in his limited role um and we just got to keep keep growing. If we keep growing, we're going to be we're going to be there at the end.
0: Yeah, I mean they they really have been a blast to watch. I mean like you, there's been nights where they struggled. You talk about the Green Bay game. Um, I, I'm going to give Green Bay the benefit of the doubt on that one. Not that they earn it, but it's, um, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. That just a, a, a good matchup. I mean, finally the you know Will Ryan and the swing versus Greg Gard and the swing. Uh, good defense is where I'm going to sit that one. I don't mm-hmm. think it would happen, but I'm, that's what I'm telling myself. Um, as the green Bay alum and, and, uh, the proud green Bay alum, I should say, and somebody who covers the team, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that one, but I will say, I mean, they're being battle tested. They're gritty. Uh, they're fun to watch. I mean, they really are. I could not turn the game off against Maryland the whole time.
1: Frustrating Eric. They're so frustrating. Golly, man! Like make your free throws. They are seventeen of twenty-seven the other night. I know. What are we doing here? This is I was not
0: waiting. It be the Wisconsin sports curse. But I was just waiting for them to miss. You know, go one of two from the line, and then Maryland come down, knock a three down. Then we go one of two again. Then they knock another three down, and then they they would have led. I I kind of figured that's how that was going to go, but they made the free throws. Yeah. two. They got the, you know, the rebounds when they needed to, unlike the Kansas game. I, I was just, it, they're fun, but I, I do agree. They are frustrating, but this is a team that's gonna be ready. That's going to be battle tested. Come conference tournament time, come NCAA tournament time.
1: Yeah. I There's no other way to put it, Eric. You nailed it right on the head with that. Uh, you, you know, we're going to cover them all year long. Um, on the flip side some locally stuff I'm I'm really frustrated with you know I've been frustrated for however long with UWGB head coach Will Ryan uh to me I don't I don't know what's going on they just got their first win against IUPUI um they got smoked by uh UW Milwaukee in Green Bay uh by their first year co- coach uh, that's a that's a tough pill to swallow, Eric. You can't sit here and look at that program, and we and we've talked about it from time to time. You get smoked by your rival at twenty at home, and you're in your third year. And the program is no better today than it was the day. Actually, it's probably worse. Right, Link Darner had it. We we were more successful,
0: top four, of the conference finisher. Um. You know, I, I really wish I could take a, you know, be a fly on the wall for some of these conversations. Though. I'm like, the coaches say the right things. You can see it, you know, when you watch them night in, night out. You can see the moments of promise. You can see, you know, when they go on, you know, great patentedly this season, last season, where they go on stretches of not scoring from the field for six, seven minutes, and that's where they lose games. I mean, you look at their loss. They lose by 20 some odd points to Loyola, Chicago the other night. A very good mid-major. I mean, I don't even think, I mean, they're technically a Um,
1: mid-major. Yeah, you think of mid-majors, they're Um, top tier, right?
0: Upper echelon. They moved to the A-10 this year. And, you know, a team that was in the NCAA tournament last year has been the last few years. Um, Second half, you you outscore them. But the first half you had like a seven minute span where you didn't put the ball in the hoop. And mm-hmm. you know, it not I'm not trying to make excuses for them. You look at where they are as a program for the third straight year, you basically have a whole new roster. Mm-hmm. And I I know that's partially just the, you know, the transfer portal and guys, you know, like you say, Kamari McGee going to Wisconsin. And you look at some of the other guys who went to an, you know another upper tier school and you know you bring in a bunch of JUCO guys and some D two, D three guys where I think Will Ryan said that you've got ten of your twelve guys are playing D one basketball for the first time
1: right now. That's not good.
0: No, and that's
1: that can that can't happen in your third year.
0: That like you said, that's your third year. So I don't know if it's just, you know, I I don't even know what to say. It is. It's frustrating as a fan, as a, as someone who covers a team where you, you know, you kind of get invested in some of these games as you cover them night in, night out. And, you know, you want the best for them. You know, you, you have good relationships to players. They're in even the coaching staff. And you're just sitting there. Just it's frustrating. Uh, Mm -hmm. though
1: women's basketball team
0: solid as ever.
1: Yeah. They're going into it. Right. Um, Improving. I watched them uh, against St. Louis. That was a frustrating game. That was a couple weeks back, but haven't haven't gotten to see much of them. Sounds like Oski's really uh, coming into her own, leading the team. And nothing short of incredible this year. Yeah. Uh,
0: New play-by-play guy Joey Dodderwick. Joey D uh, had covered her in high school, um, when he when she was playing at Seymour, and. The way that he tells talks about her, and I've a lot, you know I've seen her from from the media side, just in the college game, where she's grown as a player, but where she's grown, I guess, in every element of her her personality, her leadership, and then of course her skill set, where she's really the floor general. This is my ball. I'm going to score when I need to. Yep. And you know one of the other kind of things about this program right now is they've gotten they've got a couple girls in from the transfer portal. Um, so they've gotten some, you know, some leadership in some depth. They're really winning these games. They had a huge win over IUPUI the other night. Mm-hmm. Theme that has been towards the top of the conference. Now they're down a little bit with uh, losing Maisie Williams. So, Some fall off, I guess, is expected, but just another pro, you know, that's a good win in this Horizon League, and especially early in the season when you don't necessarily have that chemistry where you have a couple of these other players coming from other programs and you have freshmen coming in and redshirt freshmen who didn't play last year, didn't have the the game speed, if you will. Mm -hmm. And they're kind of starting to make it work.
1: So Butler's there. showing up big, you know. I mean, I'll, I'll give I'll give Borseth a lot of credit because I saw her in that in that St. Louis game, and she launched one from like thirty feet. And me as a coach, I'm thinking to myself, I'm snapping my fingers, looking down the bench, finding somebody get <laughs> get your, get get in there for her. But he, he's got a lot of faith and a lot of. Uh, um, yeah, just a lot of faith in her, uh, thinking that she she could bail them out, and and uh, 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 I give them a lot. Of, she's showing up. Uh, they've got who who's the girl from Kimberly, Eric?
0: Um, I'm just gonna go through the the roster right now because I got the stats.
1: Yeah. I'll tell you when I hear the name; uh, it's escaping me. So
0: right now, leading the way is Haley Oski. She's scoring nine points. Not a double digit average score in this team, but a lot of. Balance. They are balanced. You got Haley Oski at 9.7 points per game. Sydney Levy with 9.0. Cassie Schiltz, 8.3. Somebody mentioned earlier. Maddie Schreiber, 8.3. Hey, that, 8. That's
1: 8. the 7. one.
0: Bailey Butler, 5.6. 5. 5. Jasmine Kondrack with 4.7. Uh, Tatum Koenig, the transfer from St. Louis, I believe. Uh, she's oh. getting 6. Sydney Sidney Levy, your, your second leading scorer right now, only plays 17 minutes a game. She comes off the bench.
1: Yeah, she's the transfer in for Milwaukee, isn't she? Correct. Yeah, that was a big pickup. That's a big pickup for Borasad.
0: I think this is her third year on the team, technically. Uh, she came as a sophomore in the COVID year. Oh. But, so she, I mean, she's, she has been one of my favorite players, and she's a, such a spark off the bench that, it, you know, you kind of wonder why you're not starting her because she she gets she gets buckets justin she mm-hmm. this season. She's shooting 50 percent from three point.
1: Fifty percent. Correct. Holy smokes. Uh, you're right. Why is she not starting? Fine. But at the same time, I mean, credit
0: to Coach Borseth for kind of helping her find her, you know, her role as that the true sixth player off the bench. And being the spark when these starters take a break,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, you know, it may not be how you or I would do it, but Coach Borseth has 20 some odd conference championships to his name. Yeah,
1: sweet he, might be a, he might be a little better than me. He might be, <laughs> but that's just me putting my ego aside, Eric. <laughs> How kind of you. Yes, that is me putting my ego. He doesn't have a podcast. so
0: He lives not too far from here. Him and I go to the same church now. Really,
1: Eric? Yeah. Well, you need to mosey on up to him, see if we can get him as our interview.
0: I've gotten one high profile, one I don't know why I can't get
1: <laughs> you, you'll get it, Eric. You, you've got that swag, Eric. I definitely don't, but anyway. You have you have that interview swag. Anyway. You're the guy.
0: Anyway, Justin, what do you got for us to put a bow on this
1: thing? Okay, our bow. Uh, I would like to end our show. What do you say about this, Eric? I would like to end our show. We picked two basketball games, um, primarily – from Northeast Wisconsin, high school basketball games from each gender girls and boys. You're one of each, two of each. I've got two of each for you here. Um, That's what I would like to do to end it. Um, My first one, Eric is uh, actually happening as we are recording. I'm currently watching it, Uh, but it is O'Connell. Four and two. This is girls' basketball now. Sorry, I didn't clarify that. Girls' basketball uh, team Ocano four and two at Elgoma four and two. Uh, These two teams are are two of the top Packerland Conference favorites. Um, None of them, not one of them, was picked to win it. That was Sevastopol, but uh, Ocano started hot out uh forty-two, uh four and two. They are two and 0 in conference, and now is four and two and two and 0 in conference. So this is kind to this is kind of the kind of game that separates uh uh the 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 tiers of the conference. This is an important game. Uh O'Connell averages sixty points per game, uh Eric. That's pretty impressive. That's not bad. Uh, in the game of girls basketball, uh, they are led by sophomore Addie Vistens. Uh, she's averaging 19.3 points per game. Uh, little lefty point guard. She's uh, really talented. Um, this one hits near and dear uh, as our uh, as our local listeners will uh, know that I am from Okano. That is where I grew up. That is where I graduated from. Uh so I would like to break this game down a little further than I normally would any other game. Uh Okano is a young young basketball team. They start one senior. Uh they are uh really led by sophomore Eddie Vistens and the coach's daughter freshman Maddie Thompson uh who is a a, a nice wonderful athlete. Um Algoma is a team that has rebooted itself. Um from a couple down years that coach Zug Zastrow or Mark Zastrow, um, has re really redone the program, really, uh, dove into his younger group, uh, and, and rebuilt it. And he's looking to challenge for a conference championship. Um, El Coma, uh, is, they've got some nice wins this year. Um, they beat two rivers, um, so uh, some other some other good programs that we could talk about all day long. But this is the game that I thought was uh, really going to separate. Uh, it's going to come down to uh, Okano's uh, pressure in, in the full court man to man, and it's going to come down to whether. Um, Algoma can make these uh, uh, O'Connell Blue Devils play in the half court. And uh, to me, um, the coaching edge goes to a two time uh, or a former state championship coach, in Coach Zastrow from Algoma. Uh, I'll take Algoma in this game by seven points, Eric. That's what, I, that's what I think it's going to be. And I'm currently at a Algoma lead five points going into halftime right now.
0: I just want to say, I am a huge coach, coach, Astro fan. Um, no strange. If you, you know, if you followed my journey in the media world, um, one of my stops after college was door county, daily mm-hmm. Um uh, did a lot. Covering his program, and the guy always welcomed me in the gym, even though I don't think I attended one of his games because you know what my obligations were. But the guy always welcomed you in the gym, loved spotlighting his players, one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. A uh, huge coach Zug fan in this, sh- uh, this uh, studio. Um, I'm gonna take a game here, Justin, that's right in my backyard, and I'm gonna go to the boys' side here. I'm gonna say happening I believe this happens next week the game that I'm pointing out here will be Tuesday December 13th Deer at Bayport Ooh Okay and what makes you say that Eric Well Deer one of the top teams in the state uh across all conferences uh they do have a division 1 uh recruit In senior John Kinsinger uh, committed to Illinois State. uh, His sports bio reads exceptionally skilled backcourt prospect averaged 21 points a game last year, 4.2 boards and 3.9 assists under coach Brian Winchester. Three-time first team all Fox Fox River Valley Conference performer can knock down shots from the outside and get to the basket. He enters his senior season with 1,570 points. This is earned... WBCA Division I All State Laurels as a sophomore and junior.
1: Wow. Just another one of those
0: guys, you know, we're talking earlier, not necessarily the same stage as, you know, a UConn commit, but one of those guys that you can watch in the, you know, go in the gym any given Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday night for a couple bucks, grab yourself a popcorn, and just enjoy the show. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs>
1: All right, Eric. So since you went boys basketball here, I'm gonna go boys basketball for my my first boys basketball game. Um, I am going with Little Shoot and Wrightstown. Little Shoot is two and zero. Wrightstown's three and zero. This is an important. This is an important northeastern conference matchup early in the season. Uh, Wrightstown. Uh you know, traditionally as a strong program. They made it to the state a couple of years ago. They kind of did a reboot. They are, uh, they, they have beaten Seymour, Denmark, and Freedom. Uh, Freedom is a, a, uh, quality program. Denmark is a quality program. And a good friend of mine and Bobby Kutja is leading Seymour in a rebuild, um, that they are that they are currently going through right now. Uh, Wrightstown is led by Keegan Spees, a senior that's six foot three, um, at sixteen points a game. Eric, uh, last year now they didn't have the greatest record, but they made it all the way to the regional final, um, and, I, and they lost that game to Freedom. And so they've already redeemed that loss this year. Uh, Looks to me like they've got some things going in the right direction. Uh, They'll clearly be there in the end for a conference championship. Little Shoot is uh, a a sneaky good team um, that is led by senior 6'4 Hunter Thiel, who is. Averaging 19 points a game, Eric. Um, some of these guys uh, don't have the longevity of the young men that you just talked about, the Kinsinger guy. Um, they, they've they've went through the JV route. They've went through. Um, some of that hard work to get to where they are. And now it's really paying off, but little shoot is going to be a contender in this conference. Also Um, to get this quality of a matchup this early in the season on the boys side, uh, it's definitely worth that five bucks you were talking about to go see.
0: All right. I'm going to dip into the world of girls basketball here. Another game happening in our backyard. Um, And technically my wonderful fiance has some affiliation through uh, being in the grace school system. Number two in the state, I believe, in division two, and maybe number one. I think they're number one now. The Notre Dame Tritons will be hosting Pulaski on December thirteenth. They are in action right now as we speak. Not gonna talk about that game. Hosting Pulaski and, and Pulaski struggling out the gate a little bit. This isn't about watching. No offense to the Red Raiders. If there's any Pulaski fans. This one's not about you. This is why watching the two-headed monster. In the Notre Dame Tritons, that is Trista Feta, another Illinois State commit. Um, playing who's a, a five, seven junior who's averaging about 20 a game and daughter of coach Gresh from St. Norbert of Green UW Green Bay fame. When his playing days, Gracie Gresh, mm-hmm. she is averaging 18.2 points per game. And she's a Wisconsin Badger commit.
1: Yeah, that's going to be a great game. Uh, Notre Dame, uh, oh, God, they've lost a game. They lost a game. Was it to Pewaukee? Yes. I believe it was to Pewaukee. Pewaukee, I believe, is number two in Division Two.
2: Let
0: me just double check that. They lost Seven. So uh, and you well, are. But Trista correct. Feta
1: did not. Yeah, Trista Feta did not play in that game. Uh, that that's There's a little bit, like, if you follow the Twitterverse, and you, you, you're you into that thing, and and there's a little bit of controversy about how these things are being ranked. And these are coaches' polls now, so these coaches know what the heck is going on, right? They're not fooling anybody with this. So Notre Dame is still the team to beat if they have all their players. Math would check out on that. <laughs> okay, Eric. My second girls' basketball game now. This is a big one. This is a big one, okay. And this is in our backyard. This is at Bonnewell. Wittenberg Burnham, one, who is six and zero out of the gate, Eric, uh against Bonnewell, who's only three and two. But Bonnewell now. Their, their sectional final basketball team last year they lost a couple players but they bring back their top gun. okay these these two teams are the favorites to win it. In fact Well now is the favorite to take their regional all the way to state. Bonneuel at three and two they've lost to Saint Mary Catholic who they, played in the the sectional semifinal game and beat. Now, they've lost to him early this year at home, and then they lost to Xavier down at five serve four. Uh, So, Wittenberg-Burnhamwood's closest game was a 20-point win against Pestigo. Okay, Bonoel just played Pestigo. Now, we're at... uh, Almost a 30 point win for Bonnewell. This is a sneaky good game. Uh, Wittenberg Burnham kind of came out of the gates because they don't know if they have played the toughest competition going forward. Bonnewell has challenged themselves uh, and they've gotten better, but they, they've they got to find some leadership and they've got to find that go to. And I think they're going to come out of the gate here. I, I, I think Bonnewell's going to end up winning this game, Eric. Uh, that is, I'm sorry, that is December 9th, Eric. All right, Justin,
0: my next game, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay in the world of girls' basketball here. Another ranked team, this time in Division 5, so uh, smaller school, Ooh. our neck of the woods, Wabino Leonor. Leonor Wabino is how I usually put that, but the eighth ranked team in Division 5 uh, will be, I believe they're hosting, let me just double-check this, on December 10th, or excuse me, December 12th, they are hosting Florence, who's off to a hot start as well. So this yeah. is good. Uh, Northwoods basketball going on December 12th. Check one of those, uh, the, the ranked team out. Uh, what Leona Wabino, the Rebels, are being led in scoring by uh, junior Riley Yeager at 12.6 points per game and Kaylin The Rock at 10.8. Uh, she... Is a senior, so plays that guard forward position. Um again, rank teams in your backyard. Go check them out.
1: Uh this game means a ton. I've watched both of these teams this year. Eric, this uh Leona Wabino team that you're speaking of has went to Ocanto and beat or beaten a good Ocano team. Now we're talking about Team that was twenty-one and three last year. Now they lost a couple. They lost a couple, and a couple didn't even come back out. Um, so the, they're rebooting, but they're young. But they're still a darn good basketball team. This Leona Wabino team has a shot, Eric. the The team that wins this sectional has a shot. To finally, and this is this this is near and dear to my heart because this is my sectional, Eric, uh, that that I've represented uh, uh, coaching for 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 my entire time in coaching. But Andrew Harrison, he's got a great opportunity to take this team to state. This Leona wabino team plays with great ball pressure, great high gap ball pressure. Um, they really make you work for everything they have on defense, and and they relax and and they do. Uh, efficient offense uh, on that side of the ball. Florence, they're led by a player um, that, that can light it up. I've watched them a couple times. They, some of the competition that they're playing has not been great. Uh, this will be their first real big test. Uh, throughout the year, I thought Niagara was a, it was a uh, solid game for them. They probably could have beat them. Uh, the Niagara, you know, th- Northwoods basketball. We all know Niagara. Uh the their physical, physical basketball team. Uh that that's that is a sneaky good game. You're ex- you're actually very right on that, Eric. Sure. All right. <laughs> on the <laughs> on the boys side here, Eric. Okay. This is my last one of the night. This is our send off for me. Okay. You how many more you got? I got one more. I got one more boys game too. You started okay. this. Okay. Okay. Back and forth. So ah. Uh, I'm I'm dabbling back into the Wrightstown era here. All right, I'm I'm doubling down on Wrightstown this week, Eric. Okay, they they are they are they, they are playing a damn good, brilliant basketball team. The brilliant is the Eastern Conference heavy favorites. Uh, they are led by six foot eight Wofford commit Jeremy Lorenz he's averaging 23.3 points per game Uh, and Brilliant is ranked number two in D3 Uh, they were 26-3 last year and lost in the state championship game to West Salem, guess who the number one team in D3 is this year West Salem, you're correct Eric, so this looks like it's going back to to a showdown I think Brilliant gets to the state championship game undefeated Eric which means they beat Wrightstown.
0: Well, Justin, you know, great minds do think alike because I was looking at that brilliant schedule as well. And I wasn't thinking of Wrightstown. I was actually going to point out the Southern Door game that happens on Tuesday, December 13th. Southern uh, that Door. Was brilliant. You said all you need to say about uh, Brilliant. I'm I'm not going to rehash what you just said, beating everything back. But I will say Southern Door Eagles just they just seem to reload every single year, <laughs> and justin this team is led by two very familiar names if you follow southern door basketball um that being drew doust excellent player
1: excellent,
0: excellent player excellent player excellent family of of southern door Eagles and here's another name that I'm sure you're familiar
1: with uh Jared hockey yep <laughs> the excellent player you know he's also an excellent player this Drew kid now he he is a a uh, you saw he's up there on the list in the in the state rankings for players i why he he came over here to O'Connell uh the other night and he scored thirty three points in that game to lead them past the O'Connell blue Devils a six one uh guard
0: last of twenty twenty five so he's what a sophomore Yeah, sophomore, 6'1", averaging 29.3 from the field per game.
1: Yeah, this dude's going to be something special. We're going to talk about this dude a lot over the coming years, Eric. I'm sure we will.
0: Um, And then also, like I said, Jared Hockey. Is that a brother or cousin of former coach Derek Hockey?
1: Yeah, I have no idea. I I, honestly have no idea.
0: I know he's not the head coach anymore. Nice, nice guy. Big Derek
1: Hockey guy. Big, you're a big hair Derek Hockey guy. I am. All right. Well, Derek Hockey, I hope you're listening. Big E is a big fan of you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that that's our games. Very coincidental. We didn't plan that out. That we both had brilliant on the.
1: No, really, it's going to be a great team all year long to watch. Uh, especially when you got a 6'8 guy that's going D1. They're pretty fun to watch. They were fun to watch in the state championship games last year. Uh, keep your eye on them. There's a bunch of teams around the area that have good ball players. Uh Speaking out a personal note, Eric, we played a darn good Florence boys basketball team the other night uh, as I was assisting my mentor, my great friend, my good buddy, Russ young. Uh, he's been at this thing for 31 years. I'd like to throw a shout out to him as he got his 300th win of his career. Eric. Phenomenal. It Absolutely. was a great experience. Uh, I, I, I started, uh, what is it, 16, 17 years ago coaching on his bench in O'Connell when he was coaching the girls team in O'Connell. And, uh, it seems like since then we were talking about 300 wins, and then I like to joke and, and rib him that it only took him 17 years from that point out to get to there. But so, which is like a, a a four win a year average. But hey, that's him. That's not me. Hey, ever since I joined the staff, we we've lit it up, Eric. You know. And correct me if I'm wrong. You have a young team this year as well, correct? Uh, we're mostly junior junior led. We've got uh, some some real good athletes we've got one we've got a a, a senior in austin vanda corporate uh he's he's closer to six four than he is six, three. He's, he's a great kid but the more you talk about this uh this group you've got juniors all over the place eric i think we've got 11 juniors on the roster Ow. yeah uh w- we got benny mod you know some of these guys you know from us coaching football benny machet you've got aiden franti um Braden B. Ellen, Tyler Frank, uh, I'm missing one. You got my sophomore quarterback, uh, Jesse DeBush, who's a stellar athlete. So um, as we go forward, uh, we're going to keep getting better and better. You're talking about a team that played for a regional championship last year. Uh, didn't want to pipe too much onto these guys. Uh, uh, we played a great Florence basketball team. We were a little under the weather. Uh, I think we had eight guys that were sick. Uh, in fact, Eric, I don't know if you've heard this, but they canceled daughter, school tomorrow.
0: My brother's fiance teaching second grade at Gillette. So,
1: oh yeah, they canceled school tomorrow and all this stuff. So it's like 107 out of 237 kids at the school were out of school. Wow, just wild. So, um, shout out to those guys. Shout out to Coach Young on a on a amazing career feat. Uh accolades. Uh someday I hope I can uh get into that three hundred win column with them. What's your win total? Do you know? 168, I believe. Well you're more than halfway there. Nine nine years. More than halfway there. I know. Well I'm (laughs) taking a little I'm taking a little break. Yeah. You were on a break. Take a little little breather. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, maybe, maybe I'll take 10 more or something. I don't know. <laughs> All you
0: know, right. Those. Put a bow on this thing. How do you want to wrap this up? I'm
1: going to tell you, Eric, my piece of advice for you, you go to a game, go find a game, get into the game, enjoy the game. Don't yell at the refs. Thanks for listening. Salute. All right, we're out. Episode one of Back to the
2: Roots is in the books. See ya.